Hello and welcome to everyone on The Master's Voice. You're with Celestial and you're welcome to this channel. Hello to all new subscribers. Hello to everyone who's been with me so far. Today I'm continuing the prophecy that I started yesterday entitled Send for Their Flesh. Before I give this prophecy, I have a short word from the Lord. I understand that the prophecies on this channel are of a particularly grave nature. Yes, they're serious and with good reason. Um, the Lord spoke to me this afternoon as I was waiting for an opportunity to make this video. And he said that his focus is and continues to be, at least for this channel, the judgment of America. Um, I've shared in previous videos and quite often on the blog that many people do not believe that the nation of America is under judgment. In fact, I saw something yesterday it concerned me and uh, I'm not going to pretend it upset me. I saw something on the internet where let's just say it was being said that awesome and amazing and particularly great times are ahead for the United States. And when I saw this, I have to say it, it, it poked something in me. I felt, I felt upset. I felt upset because I'm, I'm not the internet poli policeman, obviously. I'm just one person on one channel and I'm here delivering what God has given to me. But there's a saying that I grew up with um, and it's that God, God doesn't have two mouths. Somebody who has two mouths or for instance, um, the deceiver, Satan, who has a forked tongue. This is somebody who is able to disseminate two truths. Someone who's able to say, all is well and all is not well. We are safe. We are in danger. God is not like that. God would not disseminate two truths. God would not say, I will build you up. I will heap it up. I will make it amazing. I will make it glorious. And at the same time, say, I'm going to squeeze it until the breath comes out of it. I'm going to make it. Um, breathless. I'm going to stretch out my hand in continuing judgments that will hit harder and harder and harder until you beg for mercy and then leave a listener wondering, well, which is it? Is America going to be great again or are we under judgment? Are we under judgment right now? Is it a judgment that's being lined up for the future? Do we have a little time? Will God change his mind? These things bring a lot of confusion to people on the internet. And when I saw it, I have to say, I was more than a little uh, heated. I, I was a little upset. And I thought to myself, and I, and I did think in my heart, I said, God, this is the kind of thing that brings about confusion in, in the church. This is the kind of thing that brings about confusion in the world. Even if someone is considering Christianity for the first time and they hear these competing viewpoints, oh, we're going to be great again. We're going into our most uh, fruitful days. Our, 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 our greatest years are ahead of us. And God is saying, I'm going to burn things down. I'm going to bring them down to their, to their worst days. Then honestly, what is somebody going to believe? You know, what is somebody going to, to take away from that? What truth should I believe? So before I start, I just felt, because this really bothered me for a while yesterday, and I just kept, well, I just kept munching on it before the Lord. Like, Lord, this is dangerous. 
This is dangerous because what it will build in a listener, what it will build even in a, in a Christian, you know, a, a good-hearted Christian is complacency. It will definitely build a sense of complacency. Oh, you know, we're, uh, I'm not going to listen to this other person. And you see that a lot. Oh, I'm not going to listen to this doom and gloom person, you know, don't know where this person is getting, uh, excuse me, don't know where they're getting their visions and their understanding from. Uh, America's heading into her golden age. America's heading into her best moments. And here is the Lord just in this one little corner of New York, in this one little New York apartment, simply saying, judgment, thus says the Lord. So... I'm going to read the scripture that the Lord gave me to read, and I'm simply saying to all of you out there, Celestial is not the internet policeman, but she is telling you that you have to seek the Lord on what you hear. It is very easy for your flesh to be turned towards what sounds good. It is very easy for your flesh to be enamored of what you think you want to hear, but is it in line with what God is really saying? All the Lord answered me last night because I think he could see that I was head up. I was doing different things. But but what I saw, it, it, it was just it was just bump, bump. It was just boiling in me. It was bubbling up. And eventually he said to me, let the tares grow with the wheat. Let the tares grow with the wheat. So obviously that story is in Matthew 13 and I just went there like a rocket. And what I saw is that um, the tares do grow up with the wheat. Even in, even in ancient times, the false prophets were right there with one or two true prophets. And they would be like, king, go to battle for you shall surely, you shall surely. And the king would go to battle and they would stab him full of arrows and he died right in the chariot and, and his blood was in, in the chariot. That's what the tares would tell him, that he was in his glory days, that just that he has had just as he took endless battles before, he would surely take this one. And then off the king went because God will give you according to your own heart. Let us please understand this about our father. He will surely give you according to the dictates, the lusts, the hungers, and the inner desires of your own heart. If you love God, if you love the truth, you will set yourself to seek him with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your mind. And he promises in Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 13, seek me with all your heart and I will be found of you. He says, I think in Jeremiah chapter 33 and verse 3, call to me, call to me, ask me, seek me in prayer, and I will show you great and marvelous things you do not know. Let us bear in mind that the word marvelous simply means something that causes us to be in awe, something, us that, something that causes us to be in shock. Marvelous does not necessarily mean good. Watching a major city burn is a marvelous sight. Why? Because you will stand there in total and utter shock because you have never seen that many buildings on fire in your life when it was not a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. It's a marvelous sight, not marvelous positive 
marvelous negative. So when God says, call to me and I will show you great and mighty things, great and marvelous things that you know not of, he is saying that I have things in store for the future that you cannot even guess at. If you were to know the things that I would tell you are coming upon the nations of the world, not just America, but all the nations of this earth, you would not believe it. Discernment is a gift. Discernment is a spiritual gift. Discernment is a blessing. We should spend time in prayer asking God to sharpen our sense of discernment. Discernment is not when you just say, mm, looks fishy to me, or when your emotions, your paradigm, your belief system, your background, or even your economic status shape your thinking in such a way that when you hear information, you think, nah, doesn't sit well with me. I don't believe it. That's not discernment. That's just you. Discernment is a gift of the spirit that operates sometimes in tandem with your natural senses, but often completely off on its own. Happens to me a lot. I meet people, they just seem right, right as rain on the outside, but inside my spirit is flee, 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 fly. And I'm not going to, I've reached the point in my Christian walk, praise the Lord, I've reached the point uh, I'm not even going to pretend like, oh, you know, I was born with discernment. No, I have been burned enough times by ignoring the discernment of the Lord in me by thinking, oh, you know, but God, she doesn't look so bad. He doesn't seem dangerous. And the next thing, half an arm missing. And you're thinking, you know, abort, abort, abort. Because what the discernment of the Lord was telling you, don't join, don't join hands, don't become friends. Don't reveal too much. And you're just thinking, oh, this person is such a great listener and they make me feel so warm. And you ignore what the spirit was trying to show you. And just a little bit further up the road, you got to pay for it because you ignored what the Lord was saying. So in these times, please, brothers and sisters, this is just probably one channel. Some people have about 20 prophetic channels that they're watching more power to you. Just understand that you cannot mix Cocoa Puffs and Lucky Charms and Kellogg's and Wheaties and spaghetti in the same bowl and expect to have a good meal or expect your stomach to thank you for it later. I have a saying that I share with those I teach. If you eat everywhere, you're surely going to eat thistles and thorns. And right now, the thistles and the thorns that are in the prophetic space do not look like thistles and thorns. They look like words of encouragement. They look like, oh, you know, we're about to enter our best era. I'll be humble. We might be able, we might be about to enter our best era. I'll just say over here at the master's voice, I don't know anything about it. I only know what I've been given. So... God bless you all. And well, before I read the prophecy, I have to read the word that God has given me. And it's Jeremiah chapter 16. I should have read this a while ago because it keeps coming back. He keeps giving me this. And it is an answer 
to anyone who might be asking, but Celestial, why? Why is God judging America? Why does God seem to have it in for us? What have we done? And what is it? What is it exactly? This is the answer that the Lord has given me. Jeremiah chapter 16, and I'm taking it from verse 10. And it shall be when you show these people all these words and they say to you, of course, so it's celestial. This is what you will answer them when you have told them all my words, all my judgments, and then they say this to you. Why has the Lord pronounced all this great disaster against us? What is our iniquity? What is our sin that we have committed against the Lord our God? Then you shall say to them, Because your fathers have forsaken me, said the Lord. They have walked after other gods and have served them and worshipped them and have forsaken me and not kept my law. And you have done worse than your fathers, for behold, each one follows the dictates of his own evil heart, so that no one listens to me. Therefore, and this part is directly related to yesterday's prophecy, this prophecy, and a few others that will come. Speaking of the nation of America having her people taken away from the physical landmass and carried away as slaves to Russia, China, and wherever else. You have done worse than your fathers. You have followed the dictates of your own evil hearts, and no one listens to me. Verse 13. Therefore, I will cast you out of this land into a land that you do not know, neither you nor your fathers, and there you shall serve other gods day and night, where I will not show you favor. And then I will skip down to verse 16. Behold, says the Lord, I will send for many fishermen and they shall fish them. And afterwards, I will send for many hunters and they shall hunt them out from every mountain and every hill and out of the holes of the rocks. For my eyes are on all their ways, for they are not hidden from my face, nor is their iniquity hidden from my eyes. And first I will repay double for their iniquity and their sin, because they have defiled my land. They have filled my inheritance with the carcasses of their detestable and abominable idols. So I don't know how many watching this actually live in New York City. It is, it is something else. As soon as you basically hit Manhattan, especially, but even in the little neighborhoods, you know, Brooklyn, Queens, wherever it is that you live, you will see people of all religions, all persuasions out there winning converts for their religion. You're going to see little men in saffron robes, orange robes out there uh, handing out these, these little shiny cards shaped like Buddha or shaped like um, a mantra with gold writing on them. Brothers and sisters, I caution you. If you ever in your neighborhood, if you are living in New York City or you come to visit New York City and you're in Times Square or wherever you are, when things open up, if they open up and someone hands you something, don't just take things that people give you. 
I know there are people watching this broadcast who come from a very different experience of Christianity. They've probably never heard the word witchcraft mentioned in church one time. Probably the only witchcraft they ever heard is when Saul used a witch to raise the body of um, Samuel. That's probably all they've ever heard. I know that there are people in modern day Christianity today who do not believe in witchcraft. They do not believe in any form of fetishism, occultism, Satanism is as far as they're willing to go because the Satanists are so out there that you cannot deny that they exist. They're out there lobbying for their rights even harder than some of the other special interest groups. Don't just take everything that people hand you. Don't just join hands in business or in marriage or in friendship with anybody who just pops up in your life. Am I saying for you to be a hermit? No, I am not. I go back to what I said just a few minutes ago. Discernment is key. When people create objects, artifacts, items, even for sale, they pray to their God. We pray to our God, we ask him to bless our families, we ask him to bless our business deals, we ask him to bless our children when they go off to college, we pray, we pray blessings over our car, some people stick the little fish on there, or whatever it is. If you entreat your God constantly to put his substance on the things that make up your life, what on earth makes you think that people of other religions are not praying to their gods to prosper their enterprises? They do pray. In foreign countries, Africa, Asia, they pray. And then you go out there on holiday and you buy these little short things. Look, oh, that's so cute. That will look so great in the den. And you bring home something that has attached to it a demon that is bigger than the Empire State Building. If you do not believe this, I don't know what I can say. But in my daily ministrations with people, the things that I have seen and the things that I hear, the, the emails that I get and what people are struggling with. Some people don't believe in evil spirits. They don't believe in incubus and succubus. They don't believe in sirens of the water. These are just mythological beings, flights of fancy. People are struggling with these things in their everyday lives and their pastors are telling them, oh, that you're constantly dreaming of water. That doesn't mean anything. Forget it. I meet people bound eight ways to Sunday and they've been sitting in church 15 years, 20 years, and they have no idea of the different methodologies and the ways that Satan afflicts a soul. And some of the leaders just have no idea what it is, how to deal with it. And so they just dismiss it and tell the person, just, has, just have faith, you know. Jesus died and he handled all this on the cross. You're good. God's intention is not for us to suffer silently until the rapture. He said he came to give life and that life more abundant. That's a precise kind of life, full life and overflowing life a victorious life, like Caleb, where you say, I can take this mountain, but we can't take anything if we're bound. We can't take anything if we're in bondage to demons, to devils, to witchcraft. Brothers and sisters, there are some of us who have come into covenant with things that would 
give us a free haircut, shave our heads with shock if we were actually to gaze into the spiritual realm and see what it is that we are tethered to, attached to. We would faint. People pray over their works of art. They pray over their sculptures. They pray over those cute little mantras that they give you. And you're like, oh, how cute. I'm going to use this as a bookmark. And what you don't know is your little bookmark is a point of contact for an undead thing to have a right over you. And demons are very, very jealous for their territorial rights. They are shockingly jealous for territorial rights. So you need discernment in these times. You need to be sure what you're munching on the internet. You need to be sure what some of these feel-good prophets are telling you. God is saying that for iniquity and for following after other gods in New York City, at some point I will read the prophecies that the Lord has given me. Not New York State. I'm sure it will affect the whole state. But New York City herself, ourselves, yourself, if you're a New Yorker out there, for the multiplicities of gods. A god is for sale in every stall in Manhattan, especially in Times Square. In Times Square, it is optional to be clothed, especially among the entertainers. If I have to pass through there, I just have to be looking at the store window or looking at my feet or just making sure because you can just come across a lady's whole front goods they're just out, painted in festive colors, because that's her job. For these things, God says that he will not relent. So at least for this channel, this channel is letting you know respectfully, very respectfully, that the Lord God says that this nation is under judgment and that that judgment will not be stayed so let's continue with the prophecy, send for their flesh. Speaking about slavery, speaking about nakedness, here's a short synopsis of the, the main vision that was in this prophecy. So I, I found myself in a, in a conference room. I was in a conference room and Russia was there and China was there and um, the Ukraine was there, uh, Latvia, which is it's so strange, right? I don't know much about that nation. Um, Latvia was there and China was there too with allies and they were having a discussion and it wasn't talks. You know, when you have talks, it's very formal. Everybody's there and their flag is behind them and everybody has that little, um, that little earpiece and everybody's formal. And in talks, you have to be very strategic and cunning because you're trying to get the best outcome for your nation. But this was a discussion. Everybody was friends. Everybody was specially invited. This was a carefully prepared meeting and everybody was free to, to give input. Everybody was free to speak, you know. And so it was almost like the way men are after dinner, you know, they unbutton their waistcoats and they're just, they're just casual. So everybody could, everybody could speak. Everybody had input and um, ideas were flowing at this meeting. And on the table in front of them, there was so much spoil, you know? So I saw, I saw gold, I saw silver, I saw jewelry, I saw 
um, reusable goods. So I saw electronics, you know, like a, like a Keurig um, coffee maker and that kind of thing. I saw electronic goods. I saw gadgets, so cell phones and things like that. I saw pearls, gold earrings, and there was even food on the table, right? So these these allies working in secret had even seized pipelines of food and other perishables and they had brought them back to their nation. So um, there were no Western nations at this meeting. This is something that I've observed before. I've seen um, secret and private meetings that are going on between these nations that will be allies in the future and no Western nations are invited to these meetings. So uh, it was a private meeting, invited guests only, and they were talking about labor. So China was complaining and saying, I'm still building. I'm growing at a fantastic rate and I need helpers. I need people to mix the cement. My people are not enough. Now know that China has uh, over a billion people, but of course not every single person in China is strong enough to be in involved in the construction industry. And we have, we have already seen, you know, years before the Wall Street Journal ever picked up this story, I think back in 2014 or 2015, it had already started to be leaked in other circles that China was building huge cities and that these cities were just empty. You know, they look like dormitory cities. They were building these huge buildings and there were no people living in them. And I remember at the time, it was a source of Western mockery. Who builds cities and nobody lives in them, right? So who spends all that money putting in buildings and bathrooms and gas stations and, and jobs and, and restaurants and yet nobody lives there? Brothers and sisters, when you are dealing with foreign nations, it would behoove you, it would behoove me who's speaking here. It helps you to think like your opponent thinks. As a Christian, I spend a fair amount of time just allowing the Lord to shape me and hone me because I don't want to be defeated in my Christianity. I do not want to be bested by Satan. I don't want to become a dish rag in the hands of the devil. And so I can't just read the Bible flat words and be like, oh, you know, that's enough. No, the practice of Christianity by nature means to read, understand, and then implement. If you are reading, that's great. If you are understanding, that's better. But if you cannot implement what you're reading and understanding, then you are failing epically in your Christian faith because you're not actually exercising the faith that comes by hearing. You go to church, you hear the word, you read the Bible, you hear the word, but you're not mixing it in you. So it really helps to implement every aspect of your Christianity. And part of that is understanding how your opponent thinks and not mocking what looks like an empty headed move by your opponent. Now think about it. If somebody's investing cement, labor, time, and they're building huge cities, and you're here in Western media, pointless ghost cities of China, may this channel let you know that those cities are not pointless. Those cities are waiting for inhabitants. So China said, I don't want my women to work. I want the women to get pregnant and live at their leisure so that we can multiply and fill the whole earth. And I need labor to produce enough food for us. What can we do about it? 
This is what China said in the vision. Russia said, our palaces are not enough. The opulence is not enough. We need more gold. We need more silver. We need more mines, precious stones, precious metals. We need more fine arts. We need more food. Where can we get these things and who will dig them up for us? Now, as I saw, not everybody was an active contributor in these discussions. Ukraine wasn't saying anything. The feeling from the Ukrainian de delegation, because I was feeling the feelings of the people in the room, Ukraine was just so happy to be there. They were just so excited that they had been invited by these giants, China and Russia. And that was the same feeling that came from the Asian nations as well. I saw them all politely nodding along. Um, and they were just happy to be invited, but they had nothing to say. At the head of the table, a man had been listening. He was dressed in a suit, but superimposed on top of his suit, I also saw the Russian traditional uniform, the ceremonial garb of the Tsars from long ago. So I saw that this man was wearing a suit, but he also had on um, the Russian imperial uniform, you know, even with the saber, and he lifted his head and he gave a command. And he said, send for their flesh. And this man was Vladimir Putin. Now, when he said, send for their, their flesh, he had this immovable expression. But everybody in the room lit up. Oh my goodness, that's it. We can get free labor. We just have to go and get them and make them work for us. And the instant I saw that realization enter these people, the vision shifted and I found myself back at the sea with the Lord standing there with that flat and unmoving expression on his face. And I watched as a broken and a naked America was taken by China and by Russia they marched her down to ships and she was taken to their nations to spend the rest of her life. Now, as I wrote this, I actually saw little pictures of it happening. So I saw Americans chipping concrete, mixing concrete and carrying bricks and baking bricks and serving at tables and being raped consistently and repeatedly and being beaten all the time by her captors. I saw more than that. I saw that the nations taken into captivity would build high rise hotels and highways. So I saw buildings going up built by slave labor. I saw that they would be made to lay tracks for railroads. And I saw that they would be made to build silos, you know, these huge storage bins for food. And on top of that, I saw pictures of ancient Israel in slavery in Egypt. And it was made known to me that America will be used to build up her captors economies with her own bare hands. So I have very strong remonstrations in this prophecy. I said that we should understand, and I think that this goes well with what I said in the beginning. I've shared here that many times when I make these broadcasts, all I do is I pray. I pray from my heart that the Lord will share what he wants to make known. And then 
I start. And um, when I received this vision, it was it in the entire series is called the Slavery Chronicles, and it's actually five. It was one continuous vision that went on for more than two hours. So I had to break it up into pieces and that's why it's five different posts, but it's all one long thing that I saw and heard. If 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 you are in modern times, right? It's, it's 2020 and it's about to not be 2020 anymore. It's about to be 2021, which in itself blows my mind that I am alive in a year that goes by the name 2021. So if you are live in these modern times and you're watching someone on a broadcast tell you that uh, against all odds, against all the peace treaties that we have, against all the UN regulations that we have, and this is wrong and never again, someone is telling you that slavery is coming back to this earth. Real-time slavery and slavery of the most powerful nation on the earth. May that help your discernment. May it be a word that's so serious and so grave that you are forced to compare what I'm saying to what the Make America Great crowd are saying. And I mean that both in the secular space and in the prophetic space. There are a lot of people out there blowing horns, and getting ready to tout America into what they think is her glory days and her ballroom stage. But I'm just one voice out here in New York City sharing this video may be a little long but please bear with me because I don't want to have to make another one. Thus says the Lord, you will make bricks like you made my people make bricks and you will pay for the things you have done in your past all men are created equal you said but you did not live like that you treated my people like wild animals and raped the women until they killed themselves rather than have you touch them again you raped children as soon as you saw them flowering and blossoming into the cusp of adulthood you plucked them and you had them sent to your bed and you defaced them like a graffiti wall. For this, there will be no atonement. In times to come, your flesh will be banded. You will be grouped together, hunted down, and collected like bundles of wheat in the field. You will be stocked and stored. You will be taken to processing centers where all your gifts and abilities will be lift, listed. You will be asked, can you cook? Can you clean? Can you mind livestock? Can you watch children? Can you teach English? I saw that English speaking teachers were in high demand. And I also heard, can you please men sexually? Women will be asked this a lot. You will be banded, stocked, stored, and shipped out for labor. And unless you repent, and unless the Lord Jesus comes to save you, you will not see America again. Unless I, by my second coming, rescue you, America, you shall not see your homeland again. You will stay in captivity for good. So then came a short vision. I saw America was very empty. It was empty just like, um, like a very empty thing. Everybody was gone, almost everybody. In fact, the way it appeared to me was 
that movie, I Am Legend, that I've never watched. I, I don't watch scary movies, but I've seen the trailer back then, how the whole of New York City, they made it empty for Will Smith. That's how it looked. It just looked like a dank, gray, empty wilderness, empty city buildings, gray landscape, and um, wild animals will come into the cities and live in them, just as the scripture said, that the cities will be emptied and the, the, the hyenas and uh, the ostriches will live in your pleasant palaces. That's a verse in the Bible talking about when the whole of Israel is taken away into captivity and the palaces are empty, uh, wild animals will come and live in them. So this judgment has been set. As I was writing this part, I was, I was getting to the end of the prophecy. I saw a patch of concrete and it was hardening. The patch of concrete was drying and the Lord made me understand as this concrete is drying, so hardens and sets this judgment. Um, I, I, saw, I saw crosses. I'm not going to leave this out. I saw crosses on the necks of some of the slaves. And the understanding was given to me that these are the people who play with Christianity. That's you out there that wants to participate in the things of God and sit and eat at the table of demons. What is the table of demons? The table of demons is when you are a Christian, but you twist all the things that the Bible says to fit ally culture out there. So you're the big LGBTQ, MJY ally. You don't tell them what is wrong in their life. You are out there on your fifth abortion and saying, God knows my heart. You've not repented of the things that you have done. None of us is born clean, brothers and sisters. I'm not sitting here and pointing a finger at anyone. I am not qualified to point my finger at anyone, but I am qualified by Christ to tell you that repentance is the only way to heaven. Without holiness, none of us will see God. And I take my Christianity so seriously because woe is me if I preach to another and that person repents and then I live in such a way as to fall short of the glory and the immaculate grace of God and they shut the door of heaven in my face. Woe is me. Pointless has been my salvation. Lost has been all the time I spent making videos and speaking to people. I saw Christians taken into captivity because they were false Christians. They went to churches that did not prepare them. Those showrooms of destiny where every sermon is about your breakthrough or how to have influence at your job or 10 steps to prosperity, you know? Purpose-driven life crowd, woman thou art loose crowd, your best life now crowd. You have all those books on your shelf, but the dust on your Bible could grow a potato crop. You don't read it, you don't love it, you don't cleave to the word of God, you don't allow it to shape you and mold you so that you can go from inactive to living and active because the word of God is living and active. It is sharp. And it is quick. The word quick means not fast and speedy. It means alive, potent. The word of God must bring forth change. So is my word that goeth forth from my mouth. It will not fail in the thing for which I sent it. God knows the difference between true Christians and false Christians. Christians will not be exempt from this judgment if they are not truly sons of God, sons of righteousness, sons of everlasting life.
This is Celestial with the Master's voice. I have done my best to render the prophecy, sent for their flesh. There are other parts to this prophecy, looking at Russia, looking at China. But for now, this video is long enough. Thank you for bearing with me. Please subscribe to this channel. The truth is here, no filter. Um, it's not easy to take, but I always feel that when God tells me the truth about myself, when God tells me the truth in my own life, it's a mercy. I take it as mercy. I take it as love. Somebody who loves you will tell you the truth. So subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so that you can be notified. Read the description box below so that you understand what the prophecy is about. The link will be there. You can go to the blog and read it for yourself. Thank you for all your support. God bless you and take care.